Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow! Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you today? Oh, we've come on leaps and bounds, Chris. First, for the, for the first three years of this podcast, we didn't see each other when we recorded. Now we can see each other, and we've also been dancing along to the theme tunes. That's enjoyable, isn't it? It's, it's rather surreal to, uh, to finally see your face, <laughs> do the podcast at the same time, yeah. and dance to the theme tune as it plays at the intro. It's, it's getting Indeed. better every year. What's going to happen next year, Pete? 4D, <sighs> virtual yeah, headset. I should get to fucking Japan. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the day, Pete. That'll be the day. Mm. Oh, man. I'm preparing myself for the expedition of a lifetime in Hokkaido. Have oh. I told you about my trip to Hokkaido? I you said it? you are going to the northernest, the northernest point. You said <laughs> you mentioned uh, maybe off off uh, mic that uh, you were going to go to the northernest point of uh, Hokkaido uh, to to I don't know, flip flip the Russians off. I don't know what you're going to be doing, <laughs> just peeking at them. <laughs> I yeah, I'm going to uh, Wakanai, the uh, this not the most northern point of uh, Japan. Right, it's in the mm. North Hokkaido. Actually, Wakanai is the the most northern town. This the the point is called Cape Sawyer. And I think it's another hour north of there. But uh, Ryotaro, mm. unfortunately, he beat me there a few months ago. I think in a video he just put out uh, a few weeks ago. And um, But that's not the reason I'm going. I've always wanted to go. And I've always wanted to go in a sort of interesting time. Winter is an interesting mm. time because it's about minus 20 at some points in Hokkaido uh, in winter. And, of course, it gets some of the highest levels of snowfall on the planet. So I thought... If I'm going to have a little bit of an adventure, might as well do it now. Might as well do it in winter. And mm. uh, yeah, I'm going up there with my friend Pete, who is uh, a crazy character. Uh, you've met him, Pete Macy. He's a, an actor in Tokyo. One oh, of my yes. Top American friends. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's probably my best American friend. So he's got that mm. that to his name. But he does stuff at NHK a lot of, uh, and TV. Yeah, he does a lot of NHK TV, doesn't he? Yeah. But uh, I just thought it'd be Very fun personal. to do something with someone who wasn't a YouTuber or an influencer, someone who's just a genuine, mm. normal friend. So it should be quite fun. But uh, we're going to film it, yeah. and it's going to take about four days. We start in Hakodate at the south, work our way up to Otaru, which is a city just west of um, 
uh, Sapporo. We're going to avoid Sapporo because I think there might be a lockdown at the moment with the whole COVID thing, um, like mm. there is in big cities like Tokyo and Kyoto and Osaka. Um, but I've, and I've been to Sapporo quite a few times, like last year. This time last year, we were in Sapporo, of course. But um, So we're going to go from Otaru. We're then going to go to Furano, which is a city right dead centre in Hokkaido, uh, which I've visited before briefly in the snow. Uh, and then we're going to go all the way north from there to uh, Wakanai. So it's quite the expedition. And it could be quite mm. dicey if there's really heavy snowfall. Um, like I've been caught in some pretty bad snowstorms in my time here. Um, and just last month, there was a, a snowstorm that meant that I think a thousand people were stuck in their cars overnight on a highway in Niigata. Mm. So it's a little bit daunting. And uh, I remember one time our my... Uh, windscreen wipers windshield wipers whatever uh they got stuck to the windscreen because it was so cold they froze to it uh which is a little bit scary so yeah if we come back alive it'll be a good video i believe (laughs) let's get the uh let's make sure you've got enough de-icer you've got your snowshoes on your on your car um i'm trying to think what else you need need antifreeze in your in your in your radiator uh, you need i'm trying to think what else you need just make sure you've got enough energy jelly to kill a horse and uh (laughs) just a big heavy coat and i think you'll be sorted personally it's got to be energy jelly. I'm going to take a bucket <laughs> of energy jelly. But uh, I don't really know what we're going to expect to see, really. I haven't really done as much research as I should have. All I know is we're staying in like a red barn in Hokkaido somewhere, in like a field, uh, this like mm. rustic barn. And I think a lot of the places <laughs> we're <wild>. staying... <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of these places we're staying are going to be half the fun of the video, I think. But uh, Yeah. Yeah, we're going to so fumble with. Staying with uh, Sapporo's version of um, Dwight Schrute from The Office US. Man, it isn't a beat farm. The um, the, the what I like about um, uh, sort of winter in Japan is that mm. you know for a lot of the rest of the months, it, you know the the, the cloud does can be quite oppressive like the, 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 it can get quite dark and quite dim uh, and quite uh, and quite cloudy most of the time um but during the winter it's that seems to clear and you've got lots of snow and stuff but you've also got a heck of a lot of um, blue sky as well it's a beautiful uh, it's a beautiful yeah, yeah. Uh, country to visit in the in the winter time i don't know what it's like up that far north but um i can't imagine it's uh are you going to be able to see russia the telescopes that allow you to do that I mean, in Ryotaro's video, he couldn't see it. The weather wasn't with him on that day. Um, so ah. I hope we can see it. We've got, I think we've got two days in Wakanai to try and right. spot it. So fingers bloody crossed because that would be the icing on the cake. That would be pretty damn mm. cool. And we're only going to be, I think, uh, an hour or so west of the coldest place in Japan. I can't remember the name of the city, but it gets to like minus 20. I think the record is minus just... 40, I want to say. It might have gone down. To minus 40 but i've never experienced anything like that before i've never experienced minus 20 um which is why i'm going to die because i'm going to go out and be like, i can't be that cold <laughs> i'm gonna like fall over and pass out and then turn to a block of ice and i'll be found <laughs> years later um, so i don't know what to expect really but that's half the fun mm. of it right look Adventure. after yourself yeah look after yourself and then of course we come back and it's valentine's day on uh, february 14th Exciting stuff. Wait, where you get the uh, you don't you the boys get the uh, the presents, don't they, on Valentine's Day, and then White White Day or whatever is they a do. month after, isn't it? We do yeah, indeed. And I uh, I did actually just finish filming a Tokyo Creative uh, video TC Play, and uh, I <laughs> yeah, uh, who sent me for chocolate? I think Emma Toki Doki Emma Aki 
Joey's uh, girlfriend, Aki Dearest, and mm. uh, uh, Sharla all sent me some chocolates that they'd handmade. And uh, yeah, they, uh, the less said about them, the better. But some of them were good, actually. Oh, why? But, well, <laughs> they had to try and be creative. And uh, let's just say some of them are quite crude. You're going to have to watch that. If you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> it should be out on uh, on the 14th of February on Tokyo right. Creative. Uh, it should be a fun little video <laughs> of me just swearing. I love going on TC Play because I just swear my head off and then I have to bleep it all out because it's supposed to be like oh, yeah. a family-friendly I mean, channel. It's, 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 it's all better friendly. off, isn't it? I mean, you, 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 you've got your own channel, but you know you enjoy – you get a kick out of going on other people's channels. It's like when I'm on yours, Chris. I oh, get a God. real buzz at performing, gurning for the camera because it's not my <laughs> camera and I'm not editing it. <laughs> you bloody love it. You love being on a board, Japan. It's the highlight of your I do. life. It gives me life. gives gives, gives me um, power. <laughs> it gives you power. We've power. got a story this week from Becca uh, from Ohio uh, in USA. She says, hi, Chris and Pete. My husband and I traveled to Japan in 2016. He was so excited throughout the planning process and very ambitious, booking us a small ferry boat, a small ferry boat dinner cruise uh, in the same evening we were expected to arrive in Japan. Jet lagged after a 13-hour flight, we made it to Narita Airport and took a bullet train to Tokyo with our two small book bags we'd packed for our trip. After arriving at our hotel, we realised we only had an hour until the ferry was about to leave, so we we hurriedly uh, threw on our dress clothes and ran outside, only to find it was raining. With no umbrellas and no idea how to navigate public transportation, we asked ourselves, can we run this? So in the colourful and glistening evening streets of Tokyo, two very strange Westerners uh, Westerners ran three miles in the rain. Even in heels, I managed to keep my speed. Without <laughs> Within about 50 minutes, we made it to the ferry. Sweating and very wet from the rain, we straightened ourselves out as best as we could before handing the bouncer our tickets. And within just a few minutes after we sat down, the ferry was cast off. We'd made it. The cruise brought us beautiful views of an illuminated Tokyo Bay. We were served a four-course Italian dinner as a piano player performed elegant songs. I was a bit embarrassed, but was very grateful for the kind service and great experience we had. Uh, Later during the trip, we visited a souvenir shop where we spotted a snow globe of Tokyo, rather a rain globe with little blue flakes, and now sits on my shelf uh, as a reminder of our amazing one-of-a-kind arrival in japan thank you chris and pete as always my husband and i always look forward to the videos and podcasts and collaborations injected with that british despair we've come to love and expect keep up the amazing work becca from ohio the ferry enthusiast um <laughs> wow it was, a, it was a very nice story stressful it, was like, it, well, it seems stressful. stressful but like that's the problem with holidays that only last a finite amount of time people try and pack too much in and they just end up just, just feeling bad about it. like just running around town when you've just got off a flight as i <laughs> as i read that i did feel like i was just reading someone's dream like this wasn't even a real yeah. story because it just sounds yeah. so dreamlike we ran like in slow motion and glistening in the rain in the streets <laughs> of tokyo as the colors and the <laughs> illuminated the streets and we dived onto the f- dinner ferry just in time for our four course meal to have done the dinner ferry back to, <laughs> to a backdrop of cool. claire de lune on the piano and i just picture this like really picturesque beautiful scene whereas like a normal person coming to tokyo you get off the plane you just fall down on a bed and that's the first day in yeah. japan right typically so if this is a true story becca if you really did this and it wasn't some sort of dream you've just had or you're making it up this is a beautiful start to any trip in japan and i I yeah. would urge any of you guys listening to let us know if you've had 
your first day in Japan that has been quite as magical and as, as idealistic as this one? Because I don't <laughs> think there can be a day better than this. Do you remember your first days in Japan, Pete, on your trips? What do you do? Uh, yeah, I mean, just I can't remember what I really did, to be honest. Just rolled around by myself like a big idiot. <laughs> didn't Certainly didn't go for a fancy meal on a, on a boat. I know that much. <laughs> Rolling around on a floor in an upper hotel somewhere. Yeah, I I want to do this. Why haven't I done a cruise with a four-course Italian meal and a piano with elegant music? It's it's one of those things that I always sort of. I think I was always going to get like um like a ferry from Busan in Korea to to Fukuoka, or I was going to get a a, a ferry from yeah, not Kitakushi, like like from uh, one of those um, places that are down down at the bottom of the uh, where was the Devil's Washboard? I think that Miyazaki stayed Miyazaki. Um, sort of get a thing round to like Kobe or something um never did because you're like oh that's gonna waste a night I could be doing something right, else that yeah. night you see <laughs> that's true <laughs> you only one, got a finite time one thing I'd like to do maybe the next time you're over because I think you'll appreciate it we should get the sleeper train there's a train mm. I think the last sleeper train in Japan that goes from Tokyo to uh Takamatsu city in Shikoku mm. and uh I've been to Takamatsu once. It's the place you go to get the ferry to go to Naoshima Art Island, which I think you'd also love. Mm. We should go there as well. Um, and uh, the only th- the only resounding memory I have of Takamatsu is I wanted I was with my friend and we were looking for a bar and we found one bar that was open that night and we went in and it was a guy who just loved Jamiroquai and he was just playing Jamiroquai music videos for <laughs> four hours on repeat and we just sat there. That's and a weird one, isn't it? Listen to Jamiroquai. That is a that's weird my one. memory of Takamatsu. Um, <laughs> we should, that's that's why we should go there. Get on the sleeper train from Tokyo. Get on the train. Fall asleep. Hang out wake with- up. Takamatsu, yeah, bash out some Jamiroquai and get on the ferry to Nelson. Yeah. Job done. Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, that guy probably watched the videos of the QAnon uh, lot, the QAnon shaman um, taking over the capital. They probably don't like him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Look alike. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I To be fair, though, Becca, <laughs> one of the nicest stories we've had in a while. So thank you for that. I like that. Um, now we turn our attention to the fax machine. This week, it's a fax machine special because while Pete was away, the other week, or rather while I kicked Pete off to replace him with Connor mm. for two episodes, we did have a lot of messages and stories uh, in the fax machine sort of build up. And so we're going to uh, answer a few of them today. And we kick off with uh, Tesney from Bristol. Over to you, Pete. What we got? Hello, Tesney. Hi, Chris and Pete. I love the podcast and I've been listening since day one, but I still enjoy it every single week. Uh, I was thinking about an experience uh, we had multiple times on our visit to Japan in 2017, and I was interested to know if either of you have also experienced this. When visiting big tourist sites, we were often approached by school children, ask us questions in English. They were all very nervous, but tended to ask where we were from, if we liked Japan, and what we liked. Then the teacher would thank us and ask for a photo. We also asked for a photo, and they seemed surprised, but agreed. See attached. Not sure if it's because we look like... Uh, very clearly like Western Westerners with blonde hair that we picked out of crowds regularly for this. Keep the good work. Tesney from Bristol. It does happen quite a lot, doesn't it? Around the old shrines and that. It does. I remember the first time it happened to me, it was in Kamakura, the ancient capital mm. just outside of Tokyo. And uh, yeah, I, I thought, oh, this is great. And I remember some a whole school, like a whole school basically descended on me and my friend Dan, uh, who were traveling together uh, because we were the only foreigners within within that area. And they would, at first it was quite fun. They were like, what is your favorite thing? And I was like, I like chocolate because it is good. And they're like, eh. And they write it down the little clipboard. And they're like, what is your favorite color? And I'm like, I like black because I look good in black tops and only black tops. And they're like, eh. <laughs> and, I, and it was good. And then they walked off, this this group of like three or four school kids. 
And then it happened again. And I was like, oh, crap. And again, and again. <laughs> and it got to the point, it's really awkward because you get these kids come over because you're the only foreigner. And then they don't know, mm. you don't know how to get rid of them. You, if they come over and mm. say, can we ask you a question? You can't just be like, no, go away. I'm going to go and look at the Buddha statue. <laughs> Piss off. Like You have to be like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll answer your questions about <laughs> colors and animals and rabbits and things. And so you have to stand there and answer their questions. And by the end of the hour, the, it was all rather unpleasant. I, mean, I, I was pretty short-tempered towards the kids. But it's, it wouldn't be a trip to Japan without having a, a wave after wave of children come up to you with clipboards and ask you mm. uh, really simplistic questions, which they then – what happens is they ask these questions, they write them down, and then they go back to their school and they have to present it in English to their classmates. Like, we met Chris. Mm. He was from England and he mm. likes – to wear things that are black and he likes rabbits and the color black is again and like that's what they do so that's what happens uh, have you ever had yeah. this pete have you ever had kids yeah I've had, I've, had it, I've had it a few times i mean like uh yeah i've had it a few times and, and you always want to sort of give a little bit more that but they just want simple answers because they're, they're kids and they don't understand much english so it's it's, it's crazy but uh like speaking of your favorite, uh, your favorite jumpers and your favorite uh, color jumpers, I've noticed, Chris, that you're not wearing uh, like a holy jumper that you were last week. You had a, you had a, a Mothridden jumper last uh, last week uh, that you were wearing. Yes, this <laughs> is the downside, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, now seeing Pete as we talk on the podcast via <laughs> webcam. Uh, he can see what I'm wearing, and last week I was mm. wearing a red jumper that was riddled with holes. Um, mm. because I don't know why they're there. I don't know why. That's a, <laughs> a very bizarre thing. I don't know perished. why they've come Absolutely from. perished. Time well, to I haven't had a shower yet this morning, to be fair. So Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> uh, Liam says, Dear Chris and Pete, I've been a Japan enthusiast since I was about eight years old when I picked up a book on samurai. Uh, this started a lifelong affair with the rich culture and phenomenal food, and my soon-to-be fiancé has decided, much to my happiness, that she wants to honeymoon in Japan. She fell in love with the mm. country when she went there on an exchange in high school uh, to Shiroi. Shira, Shira, I can't say that word. Uh, Shiroi. It's quite Shiroi. It's a really Shiroi. complicated town. Shiroi mm. uh, in Hokkaido. <laughs> it will be a few years before this transpires, though. We're thinking of 2025. Wow, really looking ahead there. Uh, we want to travel oh. the north, uh, Sapporo, and then down to Aomori, and then down to Osaka to finish off as it's my favourite city. Japan seems to have taken a fascination with several cuisines, namely Italian, Chinese, Korean, French, and of course, American cuisine. I've seen, I've even seen a few Middle Eastern food carts in Tokyo on YouTube. My question is, when you ask the average Japanese person what their favourite food is, what is the most common answer? Here in British Columbia, Canada, it's always the same answer. Pizza, burgers, and sushi. Does Japan have some sort of sordid love affair with a bastardized foreign food like we do here uh, or do they have something they like from their own culture that always springs to mind sorry if this has been asked before doing a bit of a catch-up on the podcast uh thank you so much for all you do lads all the best liam from bc and he's written a haiku um p.s i wrote a haiku for the most underrated cuisine of all time english cuisine damn right liam and it reads <laughs> god fat happy <laughs> seafood the bounty of a hedgerow Roast meat gravy. It's a strong reminder like why it. haiku aren't that good sometimes. <laughs> haiku, I mean, haiku seem very simplistic, don't they? I remember we had to write them. Mm. Um, I got my students oh, to kids, do it. Yeah. And it was always like, I always found them very underwhelming. I'm like, where's the rhyming? 
Why isn't it rhyming? It's got to be rhyming. It's got to be good. <laughs> Awful English teacher that I was. Um, I think, I don't know, Pete, what do you think? What do you think is the the most popular food in Japan amongst Japanese people? I do have an answer to this, but it'd be cool to hear mm. your thoughts. I don't know. I think the um, I think uh, I never understand when when I'm in America that every single town you go to have very strong feelings about what the best best pizza is. I mean, like, they're just obsessed, <laughs> absolutely obsessed with pizza more than the Italians, which is crazy. Um, but the Japanese, I mean, pff, what are they into? I mean, they're quite into ramen, aren't they? Really? I mean, that seems to be their what everyone eats. Mm. I don't know whether it's burgers, maybe. I don't know KFC burgers. <laughs> I couldn't KFC. Tell you. I don't know KFC. <laughs> I don't know. No, I I remember. When I, again, when I was an English teacher, I used to always ask, like, what's your favourite food? It's one of a simple question. And the answer I always got, more than any other by far, was ramen. There's no doubt, like, ramen. I think if you ask the average Japanese person what their favourite food is, ramen will always come out on top because there's quite a lot of variations on ramen. Um, and unlike seafood, which people – it can be a bit hit and miss. Like, people like Natsuki. Natsuki doesn't really like seafood unless it's crabs. Mm. He loves crabs. For whatever reason, yeah. um, he he uh, he'll eat ramen, and um, yeah, most people I know, ramen is going to be the most popular answer, I think. Um, mm. And of course, different parts of Japan have different ramen. Do you remember the three types of ramen and where they're from? I don't know. So miso, the Good. creamy one, miso. and uh, hot one. <laughs> miso, the creamy one, and the hot one. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, miso, so miso is the ramen of Hokkaido, miso ramen. Yeah. Um, uh, then you've got tonkotsu, pork ramen, pork broth yeah. uh, in Hakata, in Fukuoka. Right. Uh, and then there's uh, shoyu ramen, soy sauce ramen, my personal favourite. Uh, and it's, that's right. one's debatable where it's come from. Some say Tokyo, others say Kitakata, which is a town in uh, Fukushima, which I like to think mm. is where it comes from because I've been there. And Kitakata, if you are a ramen enthusiast, Kitakata has more ramen shops per capita than any other town in Japan, and it is incredible. Mm. Like, there's so many good ramen shops. Love that place. Um, oh, I love the uh, I love tonkotsu because it's just so creamy. It's delicious. Tonkotsu there, is nice. There, yeah. there was a shoryu, uh, I think the brand is called shoryu uh, mm. in, in Soho, and uh, they do like a tonkotsu ramen, but they put peanut butter in it. Kind of works. Kind of works because it's nice and creamy. What? That's crazy. What? It's quite bold. What? I would never, mm. I don't think that would ever take off in Japan. Wouldn't mess about. <laughs> they, yeah, they don't like to bastardize these sort of pure dishes, right? They'll have little mm. subtle variations, but for the most part, they're all the same. Like Kitakata with its soy sauce broth uh, ramen, they're all the same. There's like 200 shops and it's all like mm. the same dish with ever so slight variations, like different pork uh, or a slight mm. different soup or whatever, but it's pretty much the same. No, they don't like to dick about. I like to keep it pure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. This week at Sukarnov. Over at Self Care Club, Wellness Road Tested, Lauren and Nicole discussed intuitive eating and rebelling against diet culture. Actually, I'm really proud of myself that I did that because it was hard and it was bloody brave to actually stand up and say, you know what? I choose my life. I choose to have quality of life. I choose to be two dress sizes bigger and much fucking happier for it. For even more great content, there's also a brand new episode of Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy, who sat down with Borussia Mönchengladbach's assistant manager, René Marich. He talked through his journey from a football blogger to coaching one of the most exciting football teams in Europe. You always focus on the next game and you focus on every opponent, no matter which competition and uh, the level of the opposition. You always focus on each opposition the same in terms of investment of time and resources. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. Tom Cox is really nice there. I, I'm not really a miso soup person, though. I don't know. Something about miso. No, I not just, my thing. Yeah, I, t- it's pr- I find it quite anemic, I think. Just yeah. not very tasty. Absolutely. It's all right when it's on, on with, a, with a meal and you're getting little kind of floating blobs of, um, <laughs> of soy, but other than that. Floating blobs of soy. Really yep. selling it to me, Pete. Really Damn selling right. it to me. Damn uh, right. <laughs> what have we got next? Um, we... We've got a uh, message from... Oh, my blooming phone's gone a bit funny. Hang fire. Where are we? There we go. Let's just scroll down to the actual email. Uh, how can people get in touch with the show? It's a bronjapanpodcast uh, at gmail.com. Just a little reminder there while I'm trying to find it. Um, <laughs> hello to Anastasia. Hello, Chris and Pete from sunny, locked-up Cyprus. My name is Anastasia. We're in a lockdown here, so I have a lot of extra time at home. I'm planning to visit Japan in May, if uh, Miss C allows it. Uh, so... Mm. 
since I have free time, I thought to join Tinder to meet people beforehand and also practice my Japanese. I uh, matched with a few guys with the model looks. They're probably famous people. I don't know. And we started talking in the conversations with all these guys. Starts with the same question. What are you looking for on Tinder? So I would tell my reasons and the reply uh, was always, I am looking for a serious relationship. Huh. We would chat for a bit and then the conversation would go from zero to a hundred talking about marriage and our children, sending me photos of rings and the house we would live in after our wedding. I don't whether I don't know whether they actually find girls who take this seriously. Long story short, they all try to get me to sign up for some Bitcoin apps or use some accounts they would give me to try. Uh, obviously, I knew they were trying to scam me. But of all of my matches, uh, the only ones who get conversation with the ones who tried to scam, and there's actually a few of them. Um, so it seems like there's some Bitcoin scam going on Japanese <laughs> at Tinder. I don't know how it works or how bad it could get. I just thought to scam the scammer, waste their time, but it was just too much effort. Just a warning to all listeners uh, that there are people trying to make you, take your money on Tinder. Best way to make them disappear, ask for video chat. Anastasia, that is, uh, yeah, weird. <laughs> Just so weird. What? I wonder where they're actually from, whether they're actually from Tokyo or not, or Japan. I've never heard anything like that before, actually. That is rather mm. bizarre. I, so mm. all these Japanese male Tinder accounts are secretly in on some sort of Bitcoin scam, mm. essentially. I I've only know friends who are guys that use they use Tinder, uh, and they t- they tend to actually. It seems to work. I've never heard of a Bitcoin scam. Mm. They tend to have dates in Tokyo and things, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll date, to, with Bitcoin. date with a big Bitcoin. Date with a dog coin. <laughs> well, maybe I'll have to do some sort of little little test. I one of the most requested videos I've ever had has been Tinder in Tokyo with a bra in Japan. I don't right, think I'm okay. the right man to pull it off though. I think someone like Connor, mm. he he's definitely your man for that. Um, oh, definitely. He'd have a lovely time. He'd, he'd miss the Tinder, <laughs> really. But um, I'd like to find out. I'd, I'd, a bit depressing. That's, that's sad, though, isn't it? A bit depressing. Tinder, <laughs> Tinder is a magical place. Like I, I've known a few people that are actually married here. I had a friend uh, mm. who lives in I think, Yamagata Prefecture, and mm. he met a girl in Sendai on Tinder. And, yeah, they're, mm. they're married now. It's crazy. So Tinder does work, Anastasia. It can work. Um, just got to mm. be careful who you are Bitcoin talking scams. to, and it's not a Bitcoin scam. But uh, <laughs> if any of you guys have had experience of Tinder, let us know. Like, I'm always curious. I always find it fascinating. Like, if I was going to make a short film tomorrow, if I had to, it would be around dating, and it would be around mm. doing some sort of dating app. Like, I remember about a year or two ago, I was talking to a, fr- a Japanese female uh, friend of mine in Tokyo. She works at a PR firm, really cool woman. And um, we were talking and she, I think she was recently single and she was telling me she was going on a Japanese dating app and it wasn't Tinder, it was something else. It was uh, one of the Japanese ones uh, because there are quite a few ones in Japan and they're subtly different and more kind of appropriate for uh, Japanese users, slight, dif- slight differences. Um, but she was mm. like just meeting up with like, 10 people a week and not doing anything sexual or anything like that. She was doing it. She claimed she was doing it for research. Uh, she mm. said she was doing it for research purposes. Uh, and she was, she just reeled off all these incredible stories. Like she would talk to like had a 19 year old guy she would meet with uh, and sort of talk to him about what he was doing at college. And then she mm. had like a 55 year old guy she would hang out with and chat to. And it was all rather surreal. I didn't quite know how to how to organise this sort of situation in my mind, that she was <laughs> meeting up like all these random guys and just talking to them and uh, going out for dinner with them. It's, yeah, mm. she, she claimed it was research, which I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, 
it just seemed really surreal. Like the concept of just meeting strangers on the other side of town and getting to know their stories mm. and hear their lives. And it was quite something quite beautiful to it. And I couldn't stop listening. And we sat at this coffee shop for like two hours in, uh, in Ginza. Well, she's told me these stories, all these folks she'd uh, she talked to. It's fascinating stuff. Like, <laughs> well, imagine sort of um, imagine the sort of breadth of uh, society you'd chat to <laughs> that you normally yeah, never yeah. never get to talk to. Fascinating. Mm. I mean, think especially and possibly in, a bit dangerous. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> especially in Tokyo where you've got thirty six thirty six million people, right? Like half mm. the entire population of the UK living in one city, uh, Tokyo metropolis, and. I, you know, people in Japan don't strike up conversations with strangers half as much as we do in the UK mm. or Europe or the US. Like people here, quite shy, reserved. People don't want to cause trouble for other people, um, so they keep their heads down. They don't say hello. Sometimes they'll keep reserved, and that's why people say Tokyo is cold. But it's not to do. Mm. It's not that the people are necessarily cold. It's just they want to. It's just part of the culture. People don't want to get in anyone else's way. But at the same mm. time, it means. It can be hard to make friendships. It can be hard to meet people and have those kind of fun adventures with strangers that uh, that you would have in other countries. A uh, bit different in Osaka. It does happen more in Osaka, as I've talked about in the past. But yeah, I think fascinating. I'd love to try it. Maybe I should try it. Mm. I'm, the more I've just spoke, having spoken about this for like five, talked ten yourself, minutes now. Talked yourself into I it. I have talked myself <laughs> into it, yeah. It's, uh, well, there you go. It's going to happen. Let's do it. We've got one from Tara. It says, Dear Pete. The, just a dear Pete. Wow. No, there you go. Oh, no. <laughs> dear Pete, the dragon of Hartlepool. And Chris. Yes. The enjoyingly surly YouTuber. I, I'm Tara, and I live in <laughs> Illinois in the US. Uh, I went to Japan for the first time in 2018 with a tour, uh, a tour group, which was the best trip of my life. On one day of the tour, we were supposed to go to Kinkakuji Temple in Kyoto with the group, but I had my sights on something better. The Pug Cafe. This was in a more residential area of Kyoto. And as we got lost trying to get there, we stood at the wrong bus station for an awkwardly long time. In that time, a couple of small children, maybe five or seven years old, stopped in their tracks and stared at my face and then my husband's face for about 10 seconds and then ran away yelling, Dormo! My best guess is that they were staring at my blue eyes and my husband's light green eyes. It was odd, uh, an odd feeling, but fun. By the way, I would 100% recommend the Pug Cafe. Uh, it's just like a cat cafe, except for the dogs uh, are excited to do tricks for you in hopes that you'll give them a treat. They each have a trick they specialise in, uh, and you can also vote for Dog of the Month. It was one of my fondest memories of the trip. I've attached a picture <laughs> dog of, of the my month. friends and I at the Pug Cafe. I've been enjoying the podcast. Keep up the great work, Tara. And she is put a link to the pug cafe uh, in Kyoto. Mm. The website is called kyotopug.com, kyotopug.com. And uh, here's some photos of people just sitting in a room with a staggering amount of pugs. Uh, I don't know how I'd feel about <laughs> that. I'm not big on pugs. My sister's got a pug, and it took me about right. three years to decide that I didn't like, I didn't hate it. Um, he's kind of funny. <laughs> he's, he's called Percy the Pug. And, uh, Percy he's a the bit Pug. Cheeky. He's a little bit cheeky. Have they got an Instagram? That's the question. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> There's a lot of pugs on Instagram. Cash in on that pug. <laughs> um, I, why do people like pugs? So pug I guess cafe. it's the childlike. It's like, I think my sister said it's like having a child. It's the closest thing to having a mm. child or something. What do you think? They got like they got little old faces, I suppose, and and frequently their tongues hang out one side of their mouth, which is hilarious. <laughs> are, you, are you a dog person? Yeah, of course I am. You know I am. Love a bit of dog. 
Dog are you... That sounds wrong. <laughs> are you going to go to the pub cafe? Yeah, I'd like to very much. So I've told you about the um, the pub cafe in uh, Osaka that the man never lets me in. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. it's a running it's a running battle every time I go. Because you oh, look like I just want to go in the puppy cafe. Because you look like Colonel Sanders, and Osaka <laughs> has a terrible relationship <laughs> with Colonel Sanders. Um, <laughs> I I haven't been to an animal cafe in a long time. Actually, I I think the last time mm. I went in a cafe was a cat cafe for the cat documentary god forbid uh, a few years ago and i haven't been back since uh well you can get them in uh there's one in there's, there's quite a few around um england now there's a really in uh, manchester yeah there's one there's one quite close to the station in the um in the uh is it the new court what do you call it the part of manchester it's, anyway the, the the um the the new kind of uh, mm. area that they sort of built up with um fancy fancy caf- coffee shops and stuff there's a there's a cat cafe there which is very enjoyable apparently i think they're pretty cool i do think while cat cafes and dog cafes are fine, they have taken the concept, they've stretched it a little bit too far in Japan sometimes with the owl mm. cafe and the hedgehog, hedgehog cafe, which I... Feed, some, um, feed a hedgehog some cheese. <laughs> get involved. I, I'm guilty to, you know, I'm guilty for going to them and making videos, which I then subsequently pulled afterwards after realising <laughs> they were bad ideas to do. But um, yeah, I think they're nice. Pug, cafe, mm. maybe I'll go there. <laughs> Otherwise, they were going to go to the King Kakuji Temple, one of the most uh, astonishing sites in Japan. And they went, nah, let's go to the pub cafe and look at no, some pugs. It's not all about. To be honest, <laughs> right. I'm, sure, I'm sure many of our listeners would do the same. Don't go and see some history. Hmm. Go and vote for your favourite pug. Pug of the month. <laughs> <laughs> pug of the month. We'll be back on Wednesday to do it all over again, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, enjoy what's left of the start of the week, and we'll see you on Wednesday. Have a good one. was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.